0: You want crazy? We've got it! Welcome to Advertising Stories, where you'll hear entertaining and unignorable personal stories from rather glib advertising agency geniuses and some savvy marketers. We'll talk about creating ads, trying to sell them, not selling them, making the logo bigger... My dad likes this idea better, plus tales of agency life across six continents. Wait, wait, stay tuned. There's even more every week. Hello from Advertising Stories, which I'm told, by the way, in respect to Podcast World, is the number one rated podcast in the world. I mean, I can't believe it because I've only been doing this, you know, like a short period of time. Today we're coming to you from Mexico and Florida. Let's mix it up. This episode talks to one of the surviving, I think he's surviving, madmen, Michael Donahue. He's also the tallest man in advertising. To put it mildly, Michael has been around. Today, he is a senior director at the ANA. That's the Association of National Advertisers. He's going to explain what that means. Before that, he was EVP of the four A's, the American Association of Advertising Agencies, where he discovered the internet. Believe me, I was there. He did discover the internet and led the charge into the world of digital marketing. Before that, because this guy's been around, Michael was EVP again, lots of these EVP things, when he ran huge accounts at Sachin Sachi and, and New York's largest madmen agency, Dancer Fitzgerald Sample, where he was also on the board. So, Michael, first of all, welcome. Thank you, Peter uh before we rock into your advertising story and it's an interesting one because there are a lot of people i think going to listen to this that are not aware of the brand that we're talking about which was humongous at one point can you give me like a edited version of what the ana does and who it is for
1: the, the association of national advertisers has been around 100 years it initially for about its first 98 years or uh Represented only marketers, but now it has um, 700 of its members are the companies who help marketers um, uh, introduce brands, sustain brands, and grow brands. And it's a very uh, important association. And the CEO of the association, Bob Liedis, is regarded. He is Italian American, and not surprisingly, he is regarded as the capo di tutti copy of all trade association CEOs. And they are doing incredible things during COVID.
0: So just give me an example of uh, companies that are associated with the A.
1: Procter & Gamble, General Mills, the Lever Brothers, uh, you, uh, virtually every major um, American marketer. And, and also not just the big ones, but the small ones, uh, local marketers, small companies with 10 or 20 people, as well as companies like Procter & Gamble with thousands and thousands. And why do they join? They join because the ANA has services that can help them grow their businesses. They have a marketing content library with 13,000 pieces of content. They uh, give access to webinars to everybody who joins. And, and right now, that's a huge thing with COVID. They have daily webinars. They have 20 national conferences, and they offer their members great discounts to go to these conferences. Um, and they, uh, their chairman is, is uh, Mark Pritchard, who is the chief marketing person at Procter & Gamble.
0: So, you know, small companies we've not heard of. So let me ask a very simple question. Uh, and and I I want to make sure that what we're thinking about is something that's going to last six months. Are clients freaked out? Clients of advertising agencies? Are these marketers freaked out right now? And I want everybody to understand that what we're we're talking about this in May of two thousand two.
1: The, the the are they freaked out now during COVID? Is your question? That's right. That's right. Yeah yeah they are. I mean marketers are are doing their best to try to get through it. Uh, a lot of it is going to be, and, and I have written a paper with one of my members on this called Business Reimagined, because we've got to, right now we're in paralysis. We've got to get the survival, but that's not going to be enough. We have to get to prevailing. And the ANA is doing all sorts of things to try to help marketers and their non-marketer members go through those three segues.
0: Okay, so that's today. Let's Let's go in the past, because, you know, after all this podcast is about advertising stories. So I mentioned that you've been around the block. Uh, In fact, I worked for you at Saatchi and Saatchi, probably starting at Dancer Fitzgerald Sample. And someday I will tell the listening audience about Dancer, which is uh, somewhat of an unknown because, of course, it got bought by Saatchi, so, you know, faded into the background. But when you and I worked at Dancer, it was the largest advertising agency in New York, it was in the Chrysler building. It was probably the coolest place to work. The best people, the best accounts, giant accounts. Uh, oh, and you know, we were giants of the industry. Speaking of giants, uh, one of the accounts you ran was Legs. That's L, make sure I say this right, L apostrophe E-G-G-S. What the hell was Legs?
1: Legs was a new hosiery product for women. Introduced in the mid '70s, uh, when women were still uh, wearing the traditional, uh, uh, you know, stockings, but it gave it was a product that actually came all the way up to their waist and allowed them to be more comfortable, both from their waist to their thighs and their thighs to the to the to the uh, to their ankles, <laughs> and it and it, it, it was introduced in an egg. Uh, there were some very creative people who created the egg and people at, at the company, the, the agency that people were mentioned before, and to answer Fitzgerald sample, introduced it. And the line was, our legs fit your legs. They hug you. They hold you. They never let you go. So
0: just uh, so people can visualize, this egg was, what, uh, five, six inches tall?
1: Yeah, well, yeah, no more than that. Probably, yeah, probably five or six inches. No more than that. Yeah. And, and inside the egg? Inside the egg was the pair of pantyhose.
0: Okay, so we're talking like a top and a bottom. Women bought it. They opened up the egg and voila, were pantyhose. Absolutely. Okay, and different styles?
1: Different styles. There were loose ones. There were tight ones. Uh, there, were, there were there was uh, something called sheer energy, which was a much tighter version if they needed the uh, leg support. Uh, There were looser versions, and it was a massively successful product that, unfortunately, the people who ran legs um, didn't continue to support it because they didn't think they needed to because they were so far ahead of the second brand in the market, which was called No Nonsense. And that decision on their part to stop advertising uh, is one of the reasons why Legs doesn't even exist anymore.
0: And just so that uh, I just so I remember what was going on, uh, Legs was under the umbrella of Haynes. Is that correct?
1: Yes, it was. Legs was was introduced by the Haynes family. This is before they were bought by Consolidated Foods, which is now called Sara Lee. Yes, wow, it was uh, part of the Haynes family. Yes,
0: and where were where were these guys located?
1: Winston Salem, North Carolina. And just your listeners know, one of the people who who uh, who uh, Peter Levitan worked with in my group from the Legs group was a man named Gerald Evans, who I told his bosses, I said, this guy will end up being one of two things, either a voiceover announcer because he's got an incredible voice, or he will end up running one of your companies. Well, today, Gerald Evans is the CEO of Hanes Brands all the all the brands that are left in the Haynes family. And he is one of the people who the president called out early on in the COVID because Haynes has converted much of their cotton to making masks.
0: Well, I re- there's something I remember about working on that account. I went down, to, I used to travel like you did all the time to Winston-Salem, South Carolina, where I have to say the executives of Haynes, uh, i sorry, North Carolina, the executive of Haynes were good old boys. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but that was the act. Beneath the act were cutthroat marketers and negotiators. Is that your memory? Yes,
1: yeah. it is. But they were smart enough, and and I was responsible for this. To uh, when when uh, dancer for sterile sample got the legs account, and one of the I was working for a very uh, sort of white shoe, uh, WASP guy named Rich John, really good guy. God rest his soul. And he said, I've got this new account, and it's, he's, there's a crazy guy down there by the name of Paul Fulton, and I want somebody here at Dancer Fitzgerald Sample who's a lot more creative than most of the account people. And I said, that man is Gary susan Jarrah. And then the rest is history, because Gary ran legs from the very beginning all the way to the end, and ended up being the CEO of the merged uh, uh, of Saatchi and Saatchi for a brief period of time.
0: Got it. So, women were buying legs, uh, and I, if I remember correctly, and of course I do, I'm just saying that for the sake of this podcast, one of the unique elements of the marketing plan was that you could buy it in a supermarket versus having to go to a department store. So, how did that look? Absolutely. How did that look? You mean in the supermarket? Yeah. What was that, what was that about? I mean, you took a product from a department in a department store with a salesperson, and then all of a sudden, what did it look like on the shelf?
1: It it was very well designed on the shelf, but the the, the the what made it easy to buy for people is that the line, which is a great one of the great taglines of all time, which people unfortunately companies don't use anymore. Our legs fit your legs. They hug you. They hold you. They never let you go. And and women said, "Wow!" And then they walk into the supermarket to buy their uh, their Cheerios. And, and they say, oh, here, I can buy Legs here. I don't have to go to a department.
0: I thought I'd sort of bring Legs into the current world of influencer marketing. There were two humongous influencers back, let's say, in the 80s uh, that you grabbed for Legs. One was ZZ Top and the other, the Rockettes from Radio City uh, Music Hall. Tell me about those stories.
1: Well, that the i'm a big music fan as i know you are peter and i was home i was at home on one saturday and uh, and i hear zz top's new song called she's got legs and i immediately on monday went into my creative director a man named eric weber and unlike many account people although peter was the same way we got along with the creative people they didn't look on us as uh as uh stiff uh you know pencil on our pocket people and i told Eric this and he said, my God, we got to we got to get legs to uh, sign up ZZ Top to do a legs commercial. So at that well, what happened at that uh, over the next maybe three or four months is something one of my senior persons called the rule of three. He said, Donnie, the first time you bring me an idea, I'll probably call you uh, a toad. That's not a really good term in in, in South Carolina where he grew up. The second time, I probably transfix you with a, eye, a glassy-eyed stare. The third time, it's my idea. That's exactly how how Zizi Top got into the legs, got, became a legs commercial because we went to the marketing director and he said, "Oh, give me a break." And the second time, he just sort of stared at us. The third time, uh, we, we it, he didn't even have to say uh, we didn't even have to go back to him because he called me back and he said, "You know what, my senior people." When I, heard, when, they told me, when I told them this idea, they said, God damn it, tell Donahue and Weber to sign up ZZ Top and, and get a commercial produced. And we did, and it ran uh, and sold a lot of legs.
0: Well, I'll say that one of the great uh, sales techniques in the advertising industry, if, if not others, is the ability to let the client or customer make the decision that it was their idea. I mean at the end of the day you precisely want, yeah, you want to sell it. All right, so ZZ Top, which I mean just for the audience, try to imagine uh, two guys, the, the two head guys from ZZ Top who have 9-foot uh, beards and are from Texas and are about as macho cowboy boot-wearing dudes as you can imagine are the influencers I'll use today's terminology for a pantyhose brand. Okay. So then uh, a little closer to, we'll call it consumer logic. Uh, you guys decided that the Rockettes made sense. So I'm not even sure that again, this the listener audience knows what a Rockette is. Maybe you need to tell us, and then how that worked.
1: Yeah, well, the Rockettes are uh, a dancing group that uh, uh, belongs and and resides, in city music called New York. City. And there is this event every year, which is populated by thousands and thousands of people, not just from New York area, but from around the country and even around the world, because there's a a, a whole four week Christmas pad that the Rockets are in. And, they, and there are like 30 or 40 of these women and they're incredible dancers. And and it's all about, uh, you know, uh, uh, these women, and of course, you know, and all you do is see their legs. So, it was a good idea for us to see if they would uh, 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 join the Legs Communication Parade, and they did.
0: Well, obviously, that made sense. So, my visual of the lo- Rockettes are I don't know, 20, 30 women in a line kicking, which I would have to say yes. is about as smart, again, using today's eh, term, as smart an influencer campaign as you could come up with. So, women, women, dancers wearing product kicking running jumping uh makes sense i guess you know t- today we i don't know about the rockets today there might be <laughs> might be men and women but that that's a, that's another story for another podcast all right so we're winding down
1: um, no it, yeah go ahead yeah okay why is it no they're still they're still an institution uh in, in 20, they're the same institution in 2019 as they were in 1983 or four when when we brought them on. Yeah.
0: So, uh, you know, what I wanted to say about Lakes and I worked on it for a couple of years was that, um, yes, I'm going to agree with you when you stop advertising. And of course, my advertising listeners are going to lo- advertising agency listeners are going to love this. When you stop advertising, people start to not believe in your brand, not want to buy it, and actually forget about you. But I also thought that there was an interesting moment in time when women started, and these were the 80s again, more women went to work, more women took charge of their life, uh, more women stepped up, if that's the right word. Uh, you know, I'm sure I'll get shot for this kind of talk. But basically, women went into the workforce and started to ask themselves, why am I wearing this uncomfortable stuff? Uh, so, you know, I think brands and people don't seem to understand this. Brands have a, a lifespan. Uh, some brands are not. For, yeah, they do. You know, they're not forever. And uh, so is that your take a little bit on what happened to legs?
1: Yeah, it is. It, 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 part of it was uh, they could have sold even more from like 1979 through 1985 or six. If they had. Uh, if they had really leaned in hard and and, and spent more on advertising um, and unfortunately, no nonsense, which was a, a brand created by an advertising agency. The brand was just almost like the, almost like the legs was. And um, they began to come on. But the point is that, yeah, I the the, the you know, uh, fashion changed uh women's idea of comfort changed and everything you said peter is true and that was that's what finally killed them although they were still you know as recently as two or three years ago i saw legs hosiery legs pantyhose on shelves in uh in Walgreens.
0: so it's still around
1: but not anymore yeah it wasn't it 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 was there for a couple of years maybe it's still around someplace but it isn't in walgreens
0: Well, I'm going to make an admission. Uh, I I put them on a couple of times because I thought, all right, I got to you know you have to try the products that your clients are making, and uh, I didn't find them particularly comfortable. I didn't get a lot uh, allocates when I went to the bar, Uh, so uh, I was I was not a what we'll call a heavy user of legs. But nonetheless, it's a great story because. One, it's a brand that came out of nowhere. Two, it's a brand that totally kicked ass. And three, as as I said, there are brands that just sort of go in a death spiral, which is in some cases good, in some cases not good. All right, Michael, I'm going to leave you alone. You're in Florida. I'm a... Ass- yes. Peter. Peter, I
1: have a final question to ask your listeners. Should, should, I, should I share with them the picture we have of you wearing legs? <laughs> no, pantyhose?
0: that's one of those sort of um, visuals that's better kept in someone's head. That was Michael Donahue of the Association of National Advertisers. He was in Florida, and I am in Mexico. More on that later. Show notes and some very useful links will go up on my website at peterlevitan.com. Don't miss any future advertising stories. Sign up where you listen to podcasts. Thanks for stopping by.